The reading this evening is from Matthew chapter 26, beginning at verse 26 and ending at verse 29. It won't be showing on the screen, so if you want to follow it, it can be found on page 29 of the New Testament section of the Bible. While they were eating, Jesus took a loaf of bread, and after blessing it, he broke it, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body. Then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will never again drink of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Friends, a very good evening to all. Let's pray together. encourage you to keep your Bibles open. Thank you, Kate, for reading to us. We pray. Father, please help me speak. Father, please help us listen. And Father, please help us recognize your kingdom presence with us this day and indeed forevermore. In Jesus' name, amen. My idea of hell is shopping in Ikea. I sensed this feeling would come on me at a few times, and it came to a head uh, when Ali and I took our five young children to this said hellhole, and they provide a ballpark uh, where you register children in so that parents can go off shopping. But I quickly worked this out. It took about two minutes to register each child. That's ten minutes, plus the buffer time for them throwing balls at each other and trying to make friends with new acquaintances who were seemingly enjoying the ballpark. And I had 30 minutes then to find my wife, make a decision. I normally leave it up to her and then get back to release the children from the ballpark and none of them wanted to come out. Uh, my marriage is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ and his righteousness, good communication, and the agreement that we have that I don't go to Ikea. Uh, you might have your own view on what your version of hell is, uh, but this evening we're looking at God's version of heaven. Of course, we might have our own, and there's nothing to stop the power of imagination but it must always be corrected on what God's view of heaven is. And Jesus, it seems, is quite strong on the fact that this day that he refers to in Matthew's Gospel, I will never again drink of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom or in the kingdom of heaven. Jesus, in a sense, asks that we remember heaven, not just when we receive communion, but perhaps every day. Give us today our daily bread. The Lord's Prayer has an inbuilt assumption. If we're praying for daily bread, then that prayer should be used every day. And the first line of the prayer, as I'm sure we all know, is our Father in heaven. And all of the prayers and the petitions in the Lord's Prayer are powerful. But for our subject this evening, 
that when we share communion, we commemorate that one day there will be a day, as the lips of Jesus Christ have said, I will never drink of the fruit of the vine until that day in heaven. And so the prayer is, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. As it is at this moment in heaven, the kingdom of God can come in some miraculous way to earth by virtue of our prayer. And so I'm often uh, hindered and dislike that phrase, someone is too heavenly minded to be of no earthly use. Of course we know what they mean. We, we mean they've got their head in the clouds. But Christians, according to the prayer of Jesus Christ, says that heaven should be on our minds daily. For as we pray for things on earth to shift, to shift in alignment with heaven, so the powers of the age to come can come now. Any music lovers in our midst, I promise not to do too many of those, but can you repeat the next bar or phrase? Maybe even tell me in a moment what the composition is. Da-da-da-da! Yeah, Beethoven's fifth. And then the piercing, beautiful to my mind, trumpet at the start of Mahler's fifth announces that great symphony that will unfold with that magical moment of the slow adagio. During a musical piece, one moment always, in a sense, plays the moment but looks forward to the next bar or beat or tune or progression. And so it is with every Eucharist that's shared. We break this bread because he said, I'm breaking it now, the last supper, but one day there will be a first supper with me in heaven. I'm not saying it's easy, but there is something to reflect on. How at one and the same time can you live in the moment, but also to aspire to that glorious moment to come? The da-da-da-da is not going to make any sense unless it comes after or it follows on by another da-da-da-da. And when we have those heavenly moments, we're looking forward to that day when Jesus says, I will share it with you in heaven. As you look at the whole of scripture, heaven is not just for that day. Heaven is for particular times and places. Not least Jesus said it should be a daily discipline of ours. Give us today this daily bread. Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. But at particular epochs and seasons of the church's life, heaven is painted and writ large. The book of Revelation. The apocalyptic literature of Daniel and many other places communicate something in a terrifying, wonderful vision of what is beyond. Beware of people that say, oh, this particular word means that, exactly corresponds to something else. The language of apocalyptic is a revealing, 
It's a guessing. It's a partial showing of something that one day will be revealed. But as you read these wonderful pieces of literature, you're left in no shadow of a doubt that there is an age to come and that something will happen. Both of those pieces of writing, Revelation and Daniel and other parts, have at least two things in common, the presence of Jesus Christ. Whilst the language around them might be confusing, it's very clear who is referred to. Heaven has Jesus in it. Secondly, it's the completion of all things that God has created. Notice this series that we're working through are all acts of God. How we respond to the acts of God is, of course, up to our free will. God created the world. We didn't. We fell, and so Scripture says, over many, many times and places, God somehow deals with our frailty and fallenness, no matter how sad and desperate we feel it might be. He somehow deals with it. And then he raises up a people, Israel. That's his action. Then Christ comes. We didn't make him up. He comes, as it were, as sheer gift, as miracle. And then the church is formed. And then heaven comes as the final act of God. And especially the book of Revelation makes this very plain. In earth, we have pain without reason. In heaven, we have reason without pain. Why is this happening? Why is this happening in the world? Probably more painfully, why is this happening to me? On earth, so the apocalyptic literature that we can sort of understand but can't completely make sense of, other than that Christ is there and somehow God acts to make all things new, On earth we have pain without reason, but there in heaven the reason will be there, and beautifully and miraculously, according to God's grace, it will be without pain. But what are we to do with this now? Well, our three H's to reflect on seems appropriate if we're looking at heaven. First of all, humility. Isn't this a lovely, beautiful hymn? I cannot tell how he will win the nations, how he will claim his earthly heritage, how satisfy the needs and aspirations. I cannot tell how all the land shall worship when at his bidding every storm is stilled. I cannot tell. You can hear the marvellous, powerful tune of London Derriere. And you've got to be cold-hearted and short-sighted not to recognize something in humility that we're never going to know everything about what happens here. But one day with humility and trust, all will be fully, fully revealed. And then secondly, hope. Let me read two verses verses from Colossians chapter 3. So if you've been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. 
Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For your life is hid with Christ in God. In a sense, we are to be heavenly minded and give a perspective of hope to other people who struggle and to our own lives. I wanted to end on a positive note, but I can't help reflecting that the third H shouldn't just be humility or hope, but hard work. That famous missionary who worked in India for 50 years, running orphanages, Amy Carmichael. Do you know what she said? We've got all eternity to celebrate. Therefore, now we give ourselves fully to the work of the Lord, knowing that our labours and love for him are never, never in vain. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. So with work and hope and humility, we seek for the reality of heaven to be tasted even in the here and now today. What are those knives called? They're good. Ironically, you can probably get them at Ikea. I don't have their catalogue in my brain for obvious reasons. Kitchen devils, aren't they? What we need are church angels. We need heavenly neighbours. We need people who have somehow sensed that the age to come is there. Every time the Lord's Prayer said, every time you receive the sacrament, something of heaven should come upon you. You'll be a changed person. For there are plenty of people in earth in pain and struggle who need to meet people like us who have tasted something of the heavenly banquet that one day we for sure will enjoy. Perhaps too, as I conclude with a prayer, we remember those who we reflect in our family circles and friendship circles or churches or neighbourhoods that heaven is a foreign place. Will they be there? We pray for them and we pray that we with them might recognise that we have a home in heaven. Some stillness and I'll lead you in a prayer. Loving Heavenly Father, thank you for creating us in your image. Thank you for more wonderfully restoring us in Christ. And we thank you for the hope that one day, creation of which we will be a part will be fully restored. We pray for those without hope in this world. Might we be heavenly angels and messengers to them. May your spirit be at work in our lives. May the powers of the kingdom to come be present even in our midst this night. Cause this fellowship to be touched by your heavenly grace. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.